Okay, so I try not to talk about the market, the stock market, too much. It's it's what I did for a living. So <laughs> when I talk about it, I feel like it's a busman's holiday. But I was texting with a couple friends about the recent volatility, and I think some of what we discussed is possibly useful. And I guess I would caveat this by saying, I don't really expect you to believe what I'm saying. I mean, this is just a podcast, (laughs) right? And I think one of the hardest things to do in life is find people who are capable and trustworthy and reliable. Anyways, that said, here's a very overly simplistic model of the stock market. Assume it goes up 10% a year, 95% of the time. So that's 19 out of every 20 years. But in the 20th year, it goes down 50%. That's half, right? And that's a 6% annualized return. That is damn good if you buy and hold for 30, 40, 50 years. But nobody is happy with that 6% return. Why? Well, because they see the market going up 10% a year, and they want at least 10% a year. But here's the rub. Investors as a whole do much, much worse than that 6% a year. Why? Two reasons. First, and this is something Warren Buffett has discussed at length, the managers, the professional managers, take an enormous cut of that 6% a year. And the second reason is that people instinctively buy high and sell low. To take our hypothetical, they tend to invest a lot just before the market gets cut in half, and then they sell after it's down 50%. And the $64,000 question is why? And I believe it's because they lose their emotional discipline. Discipline is a reservoir, and the market is perfectly designed to drain your discipline. I truly believe 95% of successful investing boils down to emotional discipline, not panicking at the bottom, not getting greedy at the top. And it's so easy to say, I won't be like that, right? (laughs) Right now, I predict you're saying to yourself, well, it's stupid to buy at the top and sell at the bottom, and I am a sensible chap. I would not do that. Based on my experience, it's almost impossible not to do that. We feel our losses in our animal brains. It's not a rational thought process. Losing money is physically painful. It stimulates cortisol production, the stress hormone. And when you lose money day after day, month after month, that cortisol will make you sick. It will break down your body. Even the smartest, most rational, most analytic person 
with perfectly aligned incentives, will buy blindly at the top and sell blindly at the bottom. There are a hundred anecdotes I could use to illustrate this. Here are two, okay? The first is a guy called Julian Robertson, and he ran perhaps the most famous hedge fund in the world called Tiger. Now, Tiger collapsed in 2000 amid the dot-com crash, and overall, on a total dollar basis, he lost money for his investors because he made very good returns in the early years when he ran just a little bit of money. Then his assets under management peaked just before the crash. Another example is a guy called Stanley Drunkenmiller. And again, like Julian, this guy is on the Mount Rushmore of famous, brilliant, successful investors. Here's what he said in an interview about 2000. Quote, I just, I had to play. I couldn't help myself. I bought $6 billion of tech stocks, and in six weeks, I had lost $3 billion. I didn't learn anything. I already knew that I wasn't supposed to do that. I couldn't help myself. End quote. The market punishes arrogance. It punishes hubris. Over time, a successful investor will make a lot of money. And if that success makes him arrogant, the market will destroy him. It will destroy a lifetime of accumulated wealth in a single day. Here's the problem, right? When the market goes up for nine years in a row, everyone thinks they're smart. Everyone thinks they're the great investor. Everyone thinks they have emotional discipline. They're consumed by hubris, and they learn the lessons of bull markets. Markets go up, buy the dip, leverage is good, aggressive is better. Meanwhile, these invisible stresses in the system build. Risks are ignored, the market becomes more fragile. Excesses aren't cleared out, they accumulate. People crowd into the same strategies until they become bubbles. Bubbles are strange animals. When a bubble is forming, a lot of people understand it doesn't make sense. But it continues, and pretty soon anyone who hasn't gotten on board feels stupid. And if they're an investor, they're probably fired. After all, they've been wrong for years And there's only so long human beings cannot join a party that all of their friends are having a great time at. And this bandwagon, it rewards the most aggressive behavior. It rewards arrogance. It rewards leverage. The party gets out of control, groupthink runs wild, and momentum chasing is revealed as the only smart approach. Now, the worst thing that could happen to you is to walk, well, not the worst thing, but, you know, for the, for the purposes of this podcast on investing. The worst thing that can happen to you is you walk into a casino, bet on black, and win. Because then you learn the wrong lesson. This is the same thing that happens when you invest in a bubble asset or a hot stock and you make a lot of money. Your body becomes addicted to that win. You chase the high. You bet more and more. And, you know, I see this behavior in myself. 
it's so easy to buy at the top. All of the data are positive. I'm jealous of the people who have already made money. I'm fearful of not making money when prices go up even more. I lose my emotional control. And then there's a trigger event, which cannot be predicted. Perhaps it's the one man asking for his money back that starts a bank run. It's the one supplier demanding cash payment that bankrupts a retailer. The actual trigger does not matter. It's the cascade effect that matters. The snowball rolls downhill. And, you know, (laughs) to mix metaphors for a minute, it crushes everyone at the party. Because asset prices that are irrational on the way up are just as irrational on the way down. And just as the sensible person doubts himself on the way up and then buys at the top, he doubts himself on the way down and sells at the bottom. He buys high, he sells low. This is human nature. To be a good investor is, in a very real sense, to be, to be inhuman. And this, I believe, is part of the genius of Warren Buffett. He avoids the landmines. And he's done this now for over 50 years. He avoided the momentum darlings of the 1960s. He avoided the nifty 50 of the 1970s. He avoided the dot-coms of the 1990s. He avoided the biotechs. He avoided Valiant. He avoided Bitcoin. And I think this shows him to be something deeper than intelligent. It shows him to be humble. The smartest thing an investor can do is to buy the market using dollar cost averaging and then throw away his statements. This minimizes fees. This minimizes taxes. This minimizes sleepless nights. And it eliminates errors based on basic human nature. Now, this is not sexy. This is terrible cocktail conversation. But it means that you get to retire. Okay, spiel over. I hope everyone has an amazing New Year's and I will see you in 2019.